0: Welcome one and all to another episode of the Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind podcast. My name's Imran, TJ Sutherland, Dan Kolokar,
1: with new episodes released on the first and third Mondays of the month. Catch Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind podcast at foreverinelectricdreams.com.
0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind podcast. I am your host, TJ Sutherland, and my guests, or my co-hosts, should I say, sorry, at this time, are Despicable Dan and Irritating Imran. No, (laughs) no. that's the one thing I was hoping you wouldn't say. (laughs) The Invincible Imran.
1: (laughs) Hi, hi.
0: Okay, so for today's podcast, we are going to be discussing guilty pleasures. Um, We're talking about the things that other people dislike or don't understand that you love on the on the on the down low. Basically, things that you wouldn't normally admit to the general populace. Um, I can't quite remember whose idea it was for this one, but I think we're going to find out a few dirty secrets from uh, my two co-hosts. <laughs> not, not today. This is a PG show, gentlemen. Um, who would like to expose themselves metaphorically first?
1: I I will because it was actually my idea. It was uh it was yeah, it was my idea to sort of pick a piece of fiction that uh, each of us um love that is as you said generally not enjoyed by the uh, general populace. Um and my pick there's probably several things I would have gone with, but the one that's first and foremost in my mind is the 1989 uh personal classic Ghostbusters 2. Now, I, I think we're, we're sort of sharing that, obviously, I'm of a certain age now. Um, uh, it's probably applicable to all of us, I think. But uh, that was the first movie, I'll say, that I saw by myself in the cinema as well. Because uh, that was also the first film I saw for the second time uh, that I saw twice. So I went with my brother and my mum the first time. And then I loved it so much, I went back by myself. Um And I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. Like I'm a, I still, I think it's, it's brilliant. And, um, I think I remember being crushed some years after then where I read an interview by Harold Ramis where, I mean, he trashed it and I was heartbroken. (laughs) I was heartbroken. I think they were talking, it was like an interview where he was talking about sort of the prospect of further ghostbusters And, and I might have this wrong, but Do you remember there was a PlayStation video game, uh, Ghostbusters one, and they they actually, uh, Dan Aykroyd and I believe Harold Ramis were sort of very involved in the creation of the game. And Mm. they actually referred to it as the third installment of the Ghostbusters series. Um,
2: Didn't they all voice it as well?
1: I think they did. I think they might have done. Yeah, I think so. That was a few years ago, wasn't it? Um Actually, it might not have been that when he when he said this, but they talked about would we ever get a live action film, and then they made reference in the interview to Ghostbusters two, and he went, "Oh yeah, don't worry, would never make that mistake again." And I was crushed. Like I, I had no idea it was so badly received. I love that film. What do you guys think of it? I oh no, I, I, yeah no, no I, I yeah, no, right.
0: um, I can't. Quite. I mean, I as far as I can recall, I enjoyed it. I mean, Bobby Brown was in it, so you know that's a win. Bobby
1: Brown, yes,
0: yeah. Um, but I don't recall. I don't can't remember if it was like critically panned or if the reviews about. I mean, you know, what year was it? Eighty eight. So I was probably too I think, young. Yeah, to, I think it was eighty nine. Yeah. Yeah, I was probably too young to really pay attention to like actual yes. proper film critics and stuff like that, but. Um, but yeah, I seem to remember enjoying it. Um, didn't enjoy it as much as the first one, obviously, because the first one's mm. a masterpiece. But um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Bobby Brown on the soundtrack, his little uh, rubbish cameo appearance um, <laughs> when he opens he opened the door to, for them at the hotel, which is pretty terrible. Was
2: he, the was, house. House. Uh,
1: he was either a limp, no, I think he was, wasn't he like a doorman or something? Oh, no, yeah, no. Right. I think he was just leaving, the, like the restaurant or the hotel, and he, as they were coming in, he held the door open, and then he said, "Hey, no, no, he was
0: all the for my kid, right?
1: Yeah, he, well, no, yeah. I think he asked for a proton pack for his kid.
0: Oh, yeah, but he was no, he was definitely a doorman, or either was a he? doorman, or yeah, either a doorman or a limo driver. It's, hey, dude, it's your favorite film. You should know this more than I do. <laughs> well, I
1: didn't say. This. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I didn't think he was a doorman, I thought he was sort of leaving and then he saw them and he held the door open and he goes, oh hey Ghostbusters, can I get one that's pro on packs for my kid? And they said, it's not a toy. I will I will put seven pence on the, the fact that he was a doorman. I'll put money down on that. I think he was a doorman as well. Yeah. Okay, well I'm, I'm not going with those big stakes, I mean I'll I'll <laughs> oh, <relinquish>. oh, ballet. <laughs> ballet, is
2: that the term in America? Ballet? Uh, possibly ballet, a valet. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> You guys got another one of those proton packs? My kid and brother really wants one. The proton pack is not a toy. I guess it's right. I loved it. I think it was a, a real good-feel movie. Um, and most of the... No, most of the storyline and, and plotting and acting was, was pretty good. Vigo was a great villain, yes. I thought. I, Vigo, the Scourge of Carpathia. The sorrow of Moldavia command you.
0: Oh command me, Lord
2: <laughs> Absolutely awesome. I would say my only criticism uh at the time, even when I was w- was a kid, was making the Statue of Liberty come <laughs> to life the was a bit crap. That that was completely legit, I could totally see that happening. <laughs> no, pro- no problem with that whatsoever. But I really love the idea of, you know, New York. I mean, similar. Well, okay, to the listeners, we all live in London, right? Uh, London is a fairly oppressive, aggressive, uh, it's not a particularly friendly place um, overall. And I think New York is very similar. And at the time, they were riffing on the fact that all New Yorkers, you know, this negative energy, which then... uh it basically had an impact on the um, ectoplasm or ooze or whatever it was, and and created or reinforced this evil. And the idea that positivity countered that was—I don't know—it it was pretty cool. Rick Morales, you know, he got to become a Ghostbuster, yeah, in it. True, and I'm sure he was dating Janine at one point. Yeah, he was, yeah, in they, they hooked up. up in number two. Yeah, they yeah. hook what well, yeah. it, yeah. Which is always disappointing because surely. Uh, her and Egon Spengler were, should have been the, the dream couple. Oh, yes, because wasn't she hitting on him in the first film? Yeah. yeah. It's just it's upsetting. They were made for one. Like, she looks like a female version of him. Come on, what's going on there?
1: <laughs> Can I just jump on something that you said? Because, you yeah, that was one of my favourite lines of the movie and I think really helped me kind of, like, I kind of categorised New York with the line that the mayor said when they said... Um, <laughs> when you know they're they're explaining Yeah, it's oh, it was like my favorite line, and I just it really made me fall in love with New York um when I heard it, even back you know, all those years ago. But they uh talk about the slime under the under the city and you know it feeding or negative energy. And the mayor says, You want me to go on TV and tell whatever X million New Yorkers to be nice to each other? It is every New Yorker's God given right to treat each other like dirt, and I freaking love that line. I loved it true story true story oh I fell in love with New York on that line
2: (laughs) I think the problem I guess so trying to to see it from the point of view of the world around us anyone who wasn't growing up during that time who hadn't seen the original Ghostbusters I think may have may have struggled a little bit with it because it was quite daft but and I don't know. So I remember some of the maybe some of the you know, special effects were a bit, were a bit naff. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I kind of. Well, for the time
0: they weren't like, that they weren't that bad. I think.
2: Yeah, and I think that the whole um, uh, Peter Venkman um, relationship with Dana and he's got the kids and and the way they they worked that that whole storyline in, I thought was was really well done. Hmm. Um, I I still, I still remember when they, they, um, uh, it, it wasn't like it was the others, uh, go, go down. I think it's actually, um, the two of them go down into the sewer. Yeah. and they get covered in the slime and start fighting Mm. and a train goes through them Mm. and stuff like that.
0: I think that was the old New York central city of Albany derailed in 1920, killed hundreds of people. Did you catch the number on the locomotive? Sorry. I missed it.
2: I think it 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 really did encapsulate so much of what made the first film great. It, it could, as 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 TJ said, it's never going to improve on it, you know, because the first one was yeah, it's a masterpiece. Um, but I think it 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 certainly didn't harm it, and I don't know. Yeah, I, I love that soundtrack. Um, on our own is still one of the best Bobby Brown songs ever. Mm, I
1: love that record.
0: Okay, so um, Mr. Mr. D, do you want to fill us in on what your guilty pleasure is?
2: Uh, sure. And I think I don't know. I was trying to I was trying to go go away from film, but um, I kind of I don't know. I really want to talk about um, the Zack Schneider film Watchmen. <laughs> because, I don't know, it, you know I, it was, and it always has been one of my um, favourite graphic novels. When I went to see it on IMAX, I, I don't know, I, I struggled to find as much fault with it as seems to have been found by so many uh, different film critics and the opinions of friends and people you meet who, who really kind of... Uh, hated it. Um, I think it definitely has some faults. I know why people didn't like the ending um, because the ending was a, was a major change from the original um, comics. But I do do kind of understand why having a giant—I don't know—seventy-foot blob um, destroying. Yeah, Part of the
0: city. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, to this day, I, I still question that creative decision. Um, I don't think that. I don't think it was necessary. But what do I know? I'm not a filmmaker.
2: Yeah, well, and, and I don't think I disagree with that. As in, you know, uh, I don't. They, they could have kept it, and mm. uh, they could have run with that. Um, and it's a weird thing that they didn't, um, but I don't think it, it completely ruined it for me. Um, it, it's really strange because people, if, if you look at the structure of that film, um, I think Zack Snyder almost went—you um, know—he followed every every single part of the the original comic and story. Yeah, it was almost pa- like panel panel
0: to panel, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, and I, and I just think. And people people seem to double down on, on on how unnecessary that was, but but then I'm sure if if Zach Snyder had sort of done a an interpretation of it that was you know much more lightweight, left stuff crucial stuff out, you know, chopped and changed, changed you know between characters and and some of the subplots, which it really didn't do. I mean, it, it was very long. I do I, I do still think. I mean. It, it is it is a long film mm. and if you watch the director's cut, whoa man, it, it's it's epic. And I really do think Zack Schneider tried to pay as much reverence to the source material, um more than I've ever seen, uh from any other comic book film. I mean if if you look at things like X Men Days of Future Past, still a good film, not dissing it. Mm. But you know, and even if you look at a lot of the M- MCU stuff uh, or even the Netflix, Daredevil, et etc et cetera, you kind of know the storylines that a lot of those series based on that they reference, but they don't reference, you know, it's not a complete storyline from beginning to end that they, they've put into TV or film format. Mm. That doesn't really happen. It's all kind of like they, they take the sometimes I guess the best aspects of those comic uh stories and they update them, you know, they they update, or they or they bring a new take on them. And I kind of feel a bit weird that um you know this approach from from Zack Schneider who has done some let's face it really freaking terrible films as well as yep. some
0: really good ones. He's really fucking tanked. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Don't give me start <laughs> don't give me
2: starting on Snyder. Why did you say that name Yeah, I mean that that's a whole new podcast right there. But yeah, no, I, I kind of think, you know, um Rorschach for me, um and is is one of the best characters and um the the characterisation, you know, the actor that played him and everything about him in that film is is borderline perfect. Yeah, I agree with that. Rorschach's journal, October 12th, 1985. You know, some of the other characters, I know I know people were kind of uh, a bit you know, had a bit of issues with with you know, some of the other actors and actresses and how they brought those other characters to life and I, I i don't want to go off on a segue on that but yeah i don't know i don't know overall i i i don't know i still look back on it um pretty fondly and don't really get why there's such extreme feeling about it but i understand why because you know it's a loved, it's a very loved comic you know it's one of the probably the most popular graphic novels of all time so it's hard to argue with people that feel passionate about it. Mm. But mind, um, have you got any thoughts on that? Is it a film you've seen? That you've yeah, not, I actually, you know? I
1: remember seeing it and I had no connection with the comic book at all. I'd never, uh, the graphic uh, novel, I'd never read it or anything. So I, I saw the film. I, I loved it. I thought those opening 10 minutes uh, of the comedian's death and the Bob Dylan song, just one of the best openers for any film ever. I loved it. Um, I thought that, Action was incredible. I I enjoyed the various uh, uh, the different characters that you kind of meet. That, that you know, everyone gets their moment. I really enjoyed the film. I was quite surprised that um, it had received. I actually don't think I was fully aware until earlier um, when we spoke that it had received a negative reaction. But I, I loved it. Um, yeah, I thoroughly really enjoyed the film.
2: Yeah, it is weird. I mean, Jackie O'Haley Haley is um, the guy who played Rorschach and yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, his his performance alone makes it. Um, worth watching. I know Silk Spectre, I don't know, she got a bit of criticism, but I actually thought she looked the part and I thought uh, the guy who played comedian And comedian were fantastic. I think, I mean, they, they really, I think the casting yeah.
0: across the board was, was pretty pretty
2: on point, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Um, I mean, um, and again, trying not to segue, but I am quite interested to see how um, the new... Uh, how the TV series, um, which seems to be based on events following the film, mm. how that pans out. But, um, yeah, let's not digress. So, um, TJ, uh, what is what is your guilty pleasure? What are you hiding in your closet?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you really don't want to know what's hiding in my closet. Um, <laughs> yeah, so my guilty pleasure, uh, I think would be Tron 2.
1: Grid is live. Initiate light cycle
2: battle.
0: It's a film that I think a lot of people have a lot of love for the first film. It's similar to the Ghostbusters conundrum where a lot of people have a lot of love for the first film. Um, you know, really sort of groundbreaking at the time in terms of what they did to special effects and the subject matter. And Tron 2 came out, what was it? 20 years? 20 years after the original? Or maybe it was longer than that. But anyway, be, yeah. yeah. 20 plus years after the original. And, you know, a lot of people were really looking forward to it. And then when it came out, it didn't quite get the kind of critical acclaim. I think it did okay-ish. But I, I don't think it, in terms of, you know, people going to see it, the numbers weren't spectacular. In terms of reviews, I think it was average, if not uh, worse. But I absolutely loved it. I thought it was a great looking film. Um, I felt like it told an interesting story, uh, kind of carried the story on 20 years down the road. It wasn't like a reboot or like a remake of the original film. It was its own kind of thing, but obviously had close links to the original movie. Um, I thought that the redesigned sort of costumes and the, the world were absolutely stunning. And the soundtrack uh, to this day is a soundtrack that I still listen to, a soundtrack by uh, Daft Punk. Absolutely brilliant soundtrack. Um watched it multiple times. Really, really love it. Um, and, you know, I, I like I say, it's one of those things where, you know, the original so beloved that when you decide to make a sequel so far down the road you're always going to come up against a wall of resistance um and it's it's more of a chance that people will hate it than will like it as is often the case with sequels these days especially in the current state of Hollywood where everything's being rebooted and sequels are being done 20-30 years after the fact so um yeah it was a t- it was a tough uh tough sell but I loved it, and yeah, I thought it was super cool. And I'm glad as well, because it ended on, it finished on a point where it looked like they could have done a third film, which I would have absolutely loved, but unfortunately it doesn't look like that's going to happen now, so, but yeah.
2: They they keep discussing it, don't they? And and I think it was only not that long ago that it seemed to be dismissed as in, um, I forget forget the name of the director, Uh, we'll come back to that, but... And I remember seeing an interview where I, you know it, it's only fairly you know a few years ago that they finally said, "I oh, you know this is not going to happen" because they definitely made it with a a second film or third in the trilogy, if you like, yeah. uh, was was intended, and and I think it was a great shame because it's one of those films that. Um, I know maybe it didn't make enough money, but it, it felt like it It did so much right. And if they could carried on as intended, it would have been any, it would have been even better because hmm. uh, there's so many films like that, where you think, you know what if, I mean, you know, I'll use force awakens. Hmm. Force awakens is, uh, a film which is okay, yeah. It it, it wasn't as bad as the prequels. Um, it didn't suck, uh, and and it kind of felt like it was just uh, you know a new hope, kind of gently rebooted for a new generation. Yeah. And most most people were fairly like, yeah, yeah, no, this is okay. Um, but I think if they'd stopped there and not done any more, um, then it would have, yeah. Wouldn't have, yeah, wouldn't have had the same impact. Exactly, and people wouldn't look look back as as fondly. I think people were excited because it was setting up uh, a, a new, almost like a you know, it's rebooting the entire franchise, mm. and they knew that there was a commitment to create X number of storylines, characters, yada yada, and that's what happened with Tron. And mm. you know, I, I agree with you. I, I think. That the potential was there, yeah, big time. And most of what they did, you know, it, it looked amazing. It, looked, it sounded amazing. Yeah. Oh, it was and, um the director's Joseph Joseph Kaczynski, right? Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Um But yeah, I think I think the fact was, you know, a film like that is is almost laying the foundations. Yeah, uh, to build a wider universe
0: world. type thing, if they wanted to.
2: Yeah it, it, exactly and and um I think that I think the funny thing was it was the first example I, I think I saw of a complete actor uh as in digital actor yes where it was Jeff Bridges playing his like, yeah the Version of the original uh, character who remained there from the first film, yeah, know, something like that. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It was, and it was, it was done really well as well. Because um, I remember at the time when I went to see it in the cinema, I was like, "Oh, what? How, how? did they? What?" Sort of thing. And you're right. I think it was like one of the first proper examples of um, that sort. That sort of de aging, if that's even a word, yeah, fine yeah. someone. Uh, to that, point. I don't think he was even de aging, was it? I mean, it was completely well, yes, actually, that, that's that's very true. I think it was just a complete CGI version of him, um, mm-hmm. then just obviously with his voice kind of uh, voice acting over top of it, but yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Although, maybe it's half of one, and you know, a dozen of the other because it's kind of maybe in between the two things, but yeah, no, it was it was definitely the first. Uh, you yeah, know example of that mm. and I think one of the things about it uh, and why it probably didn't um work out is that even though you know Tron is a cult film it's always it never quite went into the mainstream mm. yeah, it, it, it probably was too far back I think that the gap between uh the first film and the second was probably too long uh, yes. you know you, you, it was a long time about It was a long time. You think about Star Wars as a franchise, you know, they had the prequels in between. It it was still, there was still continuity. And there's, you know, there's a lot of um, 70s and 80s 80s films that kind of had a bit of franchise continuity in books, whereas Tron never really had that. Yeah. And I think that's what it suffered from. There's probably the likes of the three of us who saw it um, when we were... Probably very young actually I think I must have watched that on t v yeah I think I
0: don't think I saw it in the cinema I'm pretty sure I
2: didn't oh. no. so so you know we we were um yeah we were we would be fairly open to then seeing another film because you know we, we would have some memory of that film, but most people I guess you know most cinema goers didn't didn't know what it was didn't have any kind of particular Reverence for the first film, so maybe that's that's why it struggled.
0: I think the other thing as well is like you could tell that they were looking to build like a, a kind of Tron universe. Because did I did either of you see the animated series that they that came out kind of around about the same time, or it may have come out just after the film came out? Um it was called Tron oh. Tron Uprising.
2: What are you looking for? The next Tron.
1: I've no, never heard of it. I
0: think, yeah, it was. On, um, I think it was on. I think it was a Disney. Well, obviously, it was a Disney one because Disney owns the rights to John. Um, but cool. it was on like uh, the Disney XD channel. It was, it was a really cool, like really cool art style, um, similar to. Did you guys ever see Aeon Flux back yes. in the days? So, um, and Channel Four. Yes. So the art style was very similar to that. Kind of. Um, Manga esque, but not quite kind of um, art style to it. But obviously within the style of Tron Legacy, so the sequel. Um, but yeah, really cool cartoon, and it was, and the cartoon was more based around like the rebellion and all the stuff that was going on on the grid and and all that kind of thing. But but yeah, so they were kind of, I think, trying to build towards building a wider universe. But um, obviously they didn't. I think the film made. According to Google, which I'm looking at right now, the budget for the film was 170 million dollars, and it made 400 million dollars. So I'm guessing that's not a success. When you make twice as much money as you shelled out for it, <laughs> you're messing with my Zen thing, man.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's incredible. I mean, they, they still made money. I mean, they're still yeah. Question, you know. I guess
0: I guess the studio has its. You need to make X amount before you, you, consi- you can consider making a sequel or whatever. But, yeah, yeah. I'm not bitter about it at all.
2: TJ, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what size shoe are you? What? What, <laughs> what size shoe are you? <laughs> <That's>
0: <laughs> what size shoe? I'm, a, I'm an 11.
2: Ah, uh, damn. reason I'm telling you this is I, 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 I bought a pair of uh adidas tron trainers oh wow, <laughs> size 10 so i can't i can't um you could have, you probably should have started
0: with that and then ask <laughs> me <more shoes>. <laughs> <laughs> just randomly ask someone out of blue what the shoe size is then it gets a bit weird
1: tj just what's saying. your inside leg hey, Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: i just because i bought a tron suit so i was just uh... <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly <laughs> That that would be fairly skin tight. <laughs> yeah,
0: <isn't> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a suit that uh, would be perfect for you right now. Um, so yes, that is my guilty pleasure. I think, actually, do you know what? I think we I think we've played quite safe with our guilty pleasures, because all three of the films that have been mentioned, while they haven't been wildly, either successful or critically acclaimed, I think you could safely mention that to someone at a party and they wouldn't think you were a complete freak.
1: I think we've kept our dignity on this episode, haven't we?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think think we have. Maybe we should have tried harder, dug really down into the the depths of our (laughs) mental basement and and got something really bad out. (laughs) I'm trying to think now. I'm I'm even trying to think now of something... um, I'd tell you what we should
0: do. We could we could probably re- revisit this one, and uh, dig a dig a little bit deeper, get a little bit more intimate. No, wait, no, intimate's not the right. We're <laughs> uh,
1: right. getting back to his inside leg measurements now. Just, just, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure if we dig a bit deeper, we can find. And next time, you know, maybe not not just film. It could be TV shows, music, song
1: um any subject matter I think songs are gonna open up some doors to be honest I think songs could be a lot of fun
0: yeah well yeah potentially a song so yeah but that can be for edition or number chapter version two of the guilty pleasures podcast
2: (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't sure where I was going with that I was freestyling that last minute (laughs) I mean, Imman, I think we we definitely need to talk about your your obsession with Venger Boys. Uh, with your nineties dance phase.
1: Well that's not controversial by any stretch, is it? Like surely yeah. you're all um uh Venga Venger Boys fans. Benga? <laughs> Venga. It's written with a V, but I think you say it with a B, don't you? Venga boys. I, it? I thought you were just I thought you were just gonna finish the sentence there and just go, I
2: thought you were all Venger
0: Boys.
1: <laughs> To stop. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I probably we're All
1: on
2: board for the bus
0: <laughs> Cool. Okay. Anything else you want to spill the beans on?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think we're done. I think we're done. <laughs>
2: <laughs> clearly, clearly, now we're we're remembering things that we just do not want to admit. Exactly. We're really like, oh, there's that, but oh yeah, let's. <laughs> Let's not reveal that right now. So I
0: shall, I shall spare your dignity and close us off by saying thank you for listening, uh, and thank you for being patient with our nonsense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everybody. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Till next time. Bye.
0: It I'm no jerk in a hundred-level wars. She's in school, and I'm no fool, and I got no time to waste. So you get up the call, we are tripping and you're a new place. Head. Now, it's no dream, because you see a shadow in the night. But we will come and get
2: it done, so don't worry, save your fright. Now, there's a group who likes the truth, and you know you can trust us. So don't get nervous, because at your service, to the local Ghostbusters!
0: my life on the line only my life to save all by myself with no one
2: around did not understand a hand coming out the ground i knew it wasn't mine it was somebody else but i didn't care g i just to-